Hello and welcome to the Seeking Health Podcast. I'm Josiah. And I'm Jessica. We were missionaries for seven years. Until we stepped back in 2019 to seek health and re-examine our beliefs. We deconstructed together and became ex-evangelical. And I became an agnostic. And then in 2021, August, <laughs> I had a powerful spiritual experience with Jesus. We're now reconstructing together. Listen to some of our key episodes such as Deconstructing Together, The Call to FATI Part 1 and 2, A Seedling Takes Root, Join us on our journey as we seek health together. And together we are experiencing the wonderful joys of COVID right now. And yes. also... Might hear it in our voice a little <laughs> might bit. Might hear that in our voice. So that's one of the things that's kind of weighing on us. And the other thing that's happening is, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a trucker convoy slash siege slash maybe insurrection. We're not really sure what's going on. Extremism. Extremism <laughs> of one form of another. Um, and so this is very reminiscent to us anyways. This is in Canada. This is in yeah. Canada. I think, I think most of the rest of the world knows about this. It seems like it's been making international news, but... Um, this is reminiscent to us of January 6th in the U.S., uh, in the, US uh, the insurrection attempt basically a year ago. And after that, we, we didn't want to focus on the actual news. We want to talk about ideas more than we're not a news outlet, but it really brought to light a lot of issues with evangelicalism, power, um, the way that people think about being separate and being the special people of God. Fundamentalism and in a Fundamentalism. And these are the same issues that are coming to light. So we did we do a podcast like. after yeah. the January 6th in the States. We did a podcast talking about this. It was called Christians and Their Rights. Yeah. Um, so you can l listen back to that one if you'd like. Um, now it's hits closer to home in a way because mm -hmm. it's in Canada and... It affects a lot more our friend circle mm -hmm. <laughs> because we're Canadians. So it, we see a lot of issues coming out of this. Yeah, and we, we need to speak out because yeah. we are not people who are just going to sit in the sidelines and watch and say nothing. Mm -hmm. To us, not saying anything is supporting. Well, that's no, the thing. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Is And this is something there's so many issues that are related there's kind of almost a se second podcast we could do on on the tensions with evangelicalism that we're starting to feel right now but one of them is that it feels as though there's pressure to be silent at least if you're against because you want peace you want peace but it's okay for some people to be blasting out fundamentalist fairly radical views yeah like, that's fine. Nobody's going to stand up to them. Nobody's going to oppose them. And if you start to oppose it, it's like, well, what about peace? What about peace? And it's like, okay, we need to be able to express our views. Yeah. And I think that um, there just, there's been a lot of silence. And Canadians, too, I think, we tend to be more silent on things. We don't want to be the super the controversial. The people that are more into this whole convoy thing tend to have more American influence. I think that's really true. And American ev evangelicalism kind of leads to that, um, yeah. of mixing religion and, like, with with politics. Yeah. <laughs> um, Christian nationalism. Yeah. Um, but, and, and I want to say that I realize that not everybody is going to be someone to speak out on things. Mm -hmm. 
and that's, and that's okay because yeah. there's different personalities and we don't all have the the same things that we do but both of us are, are public speakers mm -hmm. and both of us feel a passion for this and like i was telling someone like i have experienced the abuse and manipulation that comes with religion mm -hmm. and this these types of issues that we're going to talk about and that come up with this convoy hit those things on the head so of course i'm going to speak out yeah. because i know this yeah and i know the result of this like i i have <laughs> It's, it hits close to home. Mm -hmm. So I will speak out about it because there are significant big issues here that need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be addressed. And I think more Christians need to speak out about it. Um, yeah. I saw a Twitter today about a pastor who refused to the invitation to be involved with the Winnipeg uh, convoy there because he's like, this is not Christian. Like, this yeah. is not... <laughs> and I really appreciated the letter that he wrote and publicly shared. Mm -hmm. um, and we need more to, more of that. God doesn't call us to silence and sweep everything under the carpet and ignore it. And the price of unity cannot be the silencing of one set of opinions. No, exactly. We need moderation, and that has yeah. to be both sides that speak up and both sides that like that are allowed <laughs> to speak up. Yeah. And if there's not, I mean, if there's not an ability for both sides to speak up, then I guess maybe we can't hang out, but we need to be able to speak our truth Yeah, is, is kind of the bottom line. I think, I mean, you mentioned Americanism. I do want to mention, like, it's not anti-American. We're not no. against anybody. I want to make that really clear. Sorry but that, that came no, out. No, I don't, I don't think it did come out, but I did just want to make that clear. But I think it is fair to say that there's a very strong American influence in a lot of, of Canadian culture. I mean, for one thing, yes. like the CBC Broadcasting Network in Canada is funded by the government specifically to combat American media. Because right. if we didn't have the government putting money into it, we would just be overwhelmed with American media because yeah. it just comes across the border. It's so easy. It's so cheap. And we, we are close and we are similar in many ways, but yeah. we're not the same. And our culture is not the same. Yeah. And the underlying culture yeah. <laughs> is not identical. And we're all influenced by Americanism. Mm -hmm. But some of us are more so yeah. from life choices, yeah. what we read or how, what we teach our kids or mm -hmm. like just a lot of different things. Like For it, sure. Our input yeah. affects our output. And there is no equivalent to the CBC in the Christian world. Like in the Christian world, it's not like there's a Canadian subsidy that makes sure there's Canadian content. We end up in evangelicalism. Right. It's very American. What, yes. we get con what we consume is almost entirely yes. produced in America. Yeah. And so for, I mean, more fundamentalist Christians that want to homeschool their kids or send them to to private school or filter their their media so they only consume Christian media, you end up being raised in a certain bubble. Yeah. And it does become very American. And I want to talk about this mixing God and politics because yeah. there's two very different ways of looking at how does God and politics interact. Yeah. And like theoretically we believe in the separation of church and state. Theoretically. But I feel as though there's this other vision of 
church and state that's not quite that how would you see that like how do you think people see do people really believe in the separation of church and state i don't think so actually um because we believe so strongly our faith that we think we should be a christian nation and that we deserve to be a christian nation and that we can only be saved and our country can only be right mm -hmm. if we're a christian nation yeah so then you are going to do everything you can to make sure we become a christian nation and keep other people out mm -hmm. um, and i think so as much as we can say it should be separate i don't think in christianity it is evangelicalism mm -hmm. i don't think it is because evangelicalism is is really um controls the wrong word but controls the entire life like it has to be all-encompassing yeah. i find in general in evangelicalism you will you will find things against social media or like against um the culture abroad like we create our own music we create our own books we create our own movies we create we create christian schools um yeah. public school christian schools yeah uh curriculums sunday school in bigger places cities like you will have churches that are so big that they have their own gyms and their own creates a whole ecosystem exactly so you can live your entire life within evangelical but even even in our small town i felt at a certain point, I realized as a late teenager that I had zero non-Christian friends. Yeah. And I was completely, the music I listened to, the books that I read, the friends I associated with, I went to a private Christian school for several years. I was in a complete bubble. And I don't think that's uncommon. I think no. even if we don't, if we lack the resources, evangelicalism strongly encourages us to create this bubble for our kids, yeah. to protect our kids. Even if it ends up being just your family. Yeah. But there's this vision of, like you say, a Christian nation. That's kind of a hashtag or like a, a thing that sneaks in. Like Make America great again. <laughs> sure, we, we believe in the separation of church and state. But by the way, this was a nation founded on Christian principles. And you know, filter, there's all these ways of sneaking it in. Yeah, we filtered a history yeah. to guide to where we want it to be. And, and really, I think people deep down have good intention they mm -hmm. they truly feel like yeah. this is the only way to live yeah is the way that evangelicalism lives and mm -hmm. teaches so <clears throat> the nation is basically a bigger family structure right yeah like, so if it if this is the guide if this is the godly holy biblical guidelines for family this is how it has to be for the mm -hmm. for the culture as well and for the whole country so it's good intentions but i think it's misguided and I think it comes with a pretty big blind spot. Um, there's, like, we could talk about Christian nationalism, which is the idea that Christianity should be the, the religion running the nation. Sure, yes. there's equality. Sure, everybody's allowed, but Christianity should be on top. You vote for the person who will let you have your Christian values. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why, you know, people vote for Trump. That's why in Canada, people want to, conservatives want to vote for a Christian, uh, Stephen Harper and uh, Andrew Scheer, they want to vote for a Christian because they want our religion to be on top. And yeah. they wouldn't vote in Canada for the NDP, who is a, a practicing Sikh, because we wouldn't want somebody else's religion to be on top. We yeah. believe in our equality, but we should be on top. Because we're and what, right. what sneaks in with that is white nationalism mm -hmm. that, well, we kind of 
freak out if somebody isn't white and they're on top, you know. And it's unconscious. And it's unconscious. For sure it's unconscious. But these things absolutely sneak in. And when we're only in our own bubble, we don't listen to other people. We don't have other influences. These things can, you know, other people can see it, but we don't see it because we're in kind of this echo chamber that we've created for ourselves, which I think is really troubling. Um, it's sad in a way, but it's also troubling when it gets to this sort of a thing where, you know, it's it's pretty much could be violence. It could be, we don't know what the future of it is. Um, there's this, along with this, is this fear of the world, mistrust of the government. Um, there's this, um, because there's this bubble and such a separation, it becomes easy to mistrust everybody outside the bubble. Yeah. And to Well, they're not they're not saved. They're not redeemed. Mm -hmm. They're not transformed by the power of God. They're under the influence of Satan. Exactly. So if they're not transformed by Jesus, then they're not to be trusted and they're they're evil, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're bad even if they do good, even if they're quote unquote good people, deep down they're not good. <laughs> yes. They're not transformed. And again, unconscious yeah. thoughts. It, and like, it keeps coming back to, it's the best of intentions. And I mean, I feel like I can speak to this because this was us. This was, yeah. you know. And I know that in a convoy, it's not just Christians, but no. we are speaking to the Christian yeah. part of it because that is what we know. And like, I don't have statistics or data or survey on this, but I feel as though it's a large percentage. Yes. I feel like it might be the backbone of it. I don't yeah. know. You know, I can't say, but I just feel like this, it's so strong. For sure. This because, way of thinking. Because again, when you want your Christian, your Christian nation, mm -hmm. then anything that stands in the way becomes persecution. And, yeah. and with these mandates, with COVID, there has been times when the church has not been able to meet and there has been times when they've been limited in how many people could meet. Mm -hmm. So church equals God. So not to be allowed to meet. Mm -hmm. Oh, that reminds you of all the stories we used to read from Jesus freak of persecuted Christians who aren't allowed to meet in the underground church. And, mm -hmm. and, and suddenly we're the persecuted ones. Yeah. We're like, wait a second, back up, step back. This is not only the churches. This mm -hmm. is a pandemic and all the stores everywhere else is the same. Mm -hmm. So like, but it is the go-to mentality. Yeah. So then the fight or flight response kicks in, which is a normal, natural response, but it's not aimed at the right thing. <laughs> yeah. And like what I heard you say is within this bubble that we're talking about, there's this whole biblical terminology. Yes. Like it's all pre-made, all preset, And you can plug in the bad guys and you can plug in yourself as the good guys. In any situation, you can you can do this. And when this pandemic came along and there's all these things that we don't, that certain people didn't like, it became very easy to put them, put themselves as the good guys and say, oh, we're living through, um, you know, at the end of the Bible, there's, there's, it's the end of the world and, and there's the tribulation happens and there's all these bad things that are sometimes portrayed in movies and, and books and, and various things. And it's easy to say, oh, we are the persecuted church. All these measures are persecution. 
and the people therefore the people putting these into place are the antichrist they're the bad guys yes. it becomes very easy to slip into this black and white thinking and this us versus them and this we are the good guys they are the bad guys we're on god's team they're on satan's team which makes it very very hard to move forward as a nation yeah like how do you have a conversation with people that think that you're satan well when you bring eternal damnation and eternal like consequences to to a situation on earth that's happening yeah. right now already you're blocking conversation yeah. communication you can't communicate because suddenly you put god's power on your shoulders mm-hmm. so there's nothing to say because you know you know how the end works out it's like god didn't talk about this yeah okay. and and it's such a go-to within evangelicalism to go to the end times so yeah. anytime things seem to be bad for the christians it's the end times yeah but we got to remember this happens over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. Do you remember the drawing you did last year with the insurrection? You drew a fish tank and a fish that gets to one <laughs> side and was like, ah, it's the end times because you get to the end and then turns around. Oh, never mind. And then gets to the other end of the fish tank. It's like end times yeah. over and over and over yeah. again. And it is freakingly scaring some people. Yeah. I was talking to someone just today and she's so terrified that this is the end times. Yeah. But fear is a tactic. Yeah. And yeah, that's a good point is that fear is a tactic and end times fear has been one thing. This is a big topic, but you know, evangelicalism grows. It one thing that has made certain churches grow is fear. Yeah. And eternal fear. And the American system is designed so that if a church grows quickly, that's a successful church. It'll outcompete other churches, it, different than other types of churches. But it's kind of it's kind of like radical capitalism, in, only in a church setting. And so the churches that are most successful at attracting members are the ones that dominate the American evangelical scene, and those are the ones that rely on fear because that's the quickest way to get people in your church. Yes, and that's the quickest way to have revival meetings and and that's a big part of american history and so this this fear tactic of it's the end times that's how the entire denomination or or religion of jehovah's witnesses started is it's the end times it's going to be in in four or five years it's a tremendous motivating factor and as well as hell that we've talked about as well but when you when you say these sorts of things and then you can mix in um, terminology about the Holocaust and about like there's oh, concentration camps and you put up you know you, how many times have we seen pictures on our Facebook like with Auschwitz and 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 different very like visceral emotive things that just like bypasses your rational thinking into yes. like oh no we're in this is crisis mode this yes. is panic mode and this gets people into a certain mind certain way of thinking where it's very quickly where they're very easily recruited into something yes. different yeah and i don't think that we fully realize how much this there are people that are profiting from this yeah like this convoy raised 10 million dollars in an, in a, like two weeks and you know i raised i raised awareness about that on facebook a little bit like hey like is there any oversight on this does anybody know where this kind of money goes but what how else are people raising money that we don't even know about exactly that is not the only way (laughs) even even if people have 
radically um, successful YouTube accounts and, and um, internet accounts, they make a lot of money recruiting people into these things just on ad revenue. Yeah. And so there's a motivation for misinformation. It. And politicians that, you know, there'll be for sure. elections coming up or something yeah. and they, this is their way in. Or yeah. This is the way to get this evangelical group behind them and win votes. Mm -hmm. uh, when we were talking about like pictures that emote fear and stuff, like it reminded me, you know, with mixing God and religion, like this has been happening with this. Like I've seen picture of the split Red Sea and a truck going through it. Yeah. And I was blown away, shocked and disgusted Yeah. that they claim to be Jesus people, God's people. Mm -hmm. And he's splitting the Red Sea for them yeah. so that they can go to freedom. Yeah. That is sacrilegious. And that is taking the Bible as if it's written for you. Yeah. 2000 years ago, written specifically and only for you. Yeah. That is wrong on many, many levels. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some with a white Jesus behind the trucks, mm -hmm. pictures like that. And I'm like, for one, white Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And then second, you are claiming God is guiding you on this yeah. and ignoring all the other people mm -hmm. that I've worked so freakingly hard for two years. There is so, so, so much wrong. And it is speaking and representing evangelicalism extremely badly, which yeah. is the opposite of what evangelicalism says they should be. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly people's, you know, all this pressure to be a good witness and a light suddenly goes out the window when people yes. see something that they actually want it's like it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there yeah and our goal is to bring back jesus's freedom to our country mm -hmm. no matter the cost but jesus came and showed us how he lived he didn't just jump to the cross it wasn't mm -hmm. just his birth and then the cross. Evangelicalism does a lot of that, I find. Mm -hmm. Like, we go from the birth to the cross very quickly. That's the focus. He was born to the as a human, and he died for us. But what about the 33 years in between? Like, mm -hmm. that is where he taught us how to live. Not just to jump to the cross and sacrificing and yeah. traumatic blood battle. Like, yeah, it's the life in between, mm -hmm. which was love yeah. and acceptance and caring for others. <laughs> well and it's self-sacrifice and i mean i had a comment today uh, somebody uh, supposedly it was a joke about um from the babylon Bee, but it was about um the walls of jericho it, the walls of jericho and trumpets and equating the the protest to to israel again it's telling when people go to the old testament yes and they cast themselves as israel yes because that's not Christianity. No. That is not Christianity. <laughs> Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my people would fight. And so when we are fighting for a, an earthly kingdom, we're demonstrating that we have lost sight of our, of our Lord. Because the way of Jesus is the way of the cross. And so... They don't make a racket and they don't draw attention. But what I see, when I see Jesus, I see somebody that says, I really want this. I really want to go out. I really, I'm, I want all these things. 
but I'm going to lay down my rights because I care about other people. Yeah. And that's where I, I believe that people that are taking the vaccine, that are self-isolating, that are, that are giving up voluntarily going un- out to eat at the restaurant. unnecessary <laughs> travel and going out. These are people, whether they believe in Jesus or not, they are Jesus. They are demonstrating the character of Jesus because yes. they are sacrificing themselves for the good of others. That's exactly the gospel. That is the gospel. That is the life of Jesus. When Jesus said, come and follow me, he meant, come and follow me. Do the things that I'm doing. Yeah. And like Philippians 2, although Jesus existed in the form of God, he had power, he had authority, he had rights. He did not regard equality as with God as something to be grasped, held on to, but he emptied himself and made himself a servant. And what we're seeing right now in Ottawa is a whole bunch of people in Alberta, and Alberta so and, and elsewhere <laughs> is a whole bunch of people, many of whom call themselves Christians, who are saying, hey, I have rights. Listen to me. And I don't care if you don't agree with me. I don't care if this hurts you. I need things to happen my way. And God is on my side. And if you don't agree with me, connect the dots. You're on Satan's side. Yeah. it It's a lot of picking and choosing what you want to use from the Bible as your spiritual mm-hmm, motivation. So and your, your threats behind your words of what you want. Because mm-hmm. you say, I know how the end... Like I've often heard this one. I know how it ends. I know how it ends. Yeah. Fight for your freedom. I know how it ends. I'm like, how would you know that? You're not God. And the Bible doesn't talk about this pandemic from 2022. Yeah. (laughs) And people have been saying that my entire life. I was trying to have this conversation with somebody that, you know, was kind of new to Christianity, just got swept up into this stuff. And I was saying, look, I was raising this stuff. And people have been saying this for 30 years. I know how it's going to end. I know how communism is going to end. I know how, you know, the latest conflict is going to end. They always think that they know the future and it never turns out like it, like they think it will. And they just change the dates, they change things and they hope that their people forget. I don't forget. I notice all the predictions. And you're not the only one. (laughs) And that's why, you know, end time stuff is just nonsense. It is. It, Jesus is coming back one day. There is hope. That's the point of all this is that there is hope. But don't try and predict things. suffer through this life if that's what you feel like. You know, it... And and something that, you know, I put out the challenge at one point on Facebook, like, who can tell me when the story of Revelation, the the last book of the Bible, switched from suffer under persecution, because that's what the story is. The Christians were persecuted, and they did nothing but pray. That's, that's what Christians did in the last book of the Bible, in the prophetic book. Somehow that switched over to, we need to fight for our rights. Yes. So when did that flip happen? Yes. Because yes. people are saying they're living through the end times, but they're fighting. <laughs> like, where is that? That doesn't make any sense. There's no, there's not a single verse that says that. No. And, I mean, this is just so many things. But, <laughs> I mean, the last thing that this, that really bothers me about this is dragging kids into it because we were both raised in this and we get to a certain point in life when you know our brains are fully formed (laughs) because they weren't fully formed for most of this of course they say it's what is it mid-20s or so that your your brain is fully formed yeah 
and then you know along with that it, life experience and figuring things out and education and you know let's just face it i mean a big part of evangelicalism is preventing people from having outside influences and having critical thoughts so what's going to happen 20 years from now i mean there was a picture a whole bunch of kids holding hands across the the border in alberta like using children as human shields in an adult protest yeah like how are they going to process that honestly that is like call family services that's how i feel i know that was not that is not okay that is not at okay. all and a prime minister has kept saying take your children out of this this could get violent so you're choosing to put your children at risk for your own personal rights yes it's just it makes me really angry Jesus, like, come for the least of these, you yeah. know, like you take care of your kids, not throw them into adult conflict. Yeah. It's, it's just, it shows, you know, where Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yes, there you go. Bang, and boom. <laughs> it just shows, like, what is your priority? Like, it's just a fucking mask. Wear it, or, you know, it's, it's a... Or the vaccine. The vaccine. Okay, well, you can't work for a little bit if you but really don't believe in the vaccine. Really? Like, people are saying this is about their freedom and stuff, and they think it's just getting worse and worse and will stay, but it hasn't been getting worse and worse. Yeah, that's it gets a really better. valid point. Yeah. It gets better, and then another wave hits, so it gets, gets stricter again. Mm -hmm. But we already have a reopening plan, and they're ignoring all of that. Yeah. And then the other thing I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh yeah, for the vaccine. It's they say it's their right and they're being limited from all these things without it. But those things are privileges. Mm -hmm. Going out to eat at a restaurant, going to the swimming pool to swim and do laps, doing <laughs> traveling across the border, those things are privileges. If yeah. you say that those are rights, then everybody should be allowed able to do it. But like take us for example. We're a family of seven. If we have the right to go to a restaurant, well, who's going to pay for it? Mm -hmm. It's a privilege. Otherwise, everybody would should get money from the government to be able to go eat out twice a week. Because like, <laughs> it's a privilege. We do not have the funds for it. And we're middle class. Mm -hmm. Think about all the poor families and the immigrants. And that is a privilege. The things that are denied are privileges and not rights. Mm -hmm. And they will get lifted yeah do you ever see a future where you would need to be vaccinated to go to the grocery store and buy food absolutely not here you go this comes back to end times yeah. you know the popular movies from when we were teens or kids mm -hmm. as you had to have 666 on your forehead or your arm before you yeah. could go buy groceries so then you started to have to scoundrel or is that the word <laughs> like just hunt for your own groceries and your own scrounge. food and scrounge yeah. yeah and be able to and and steal and all these things because you didn't have the mark of the beast on you mm -hmm. well there you go like this has been brought back again to taking something out of context yeah and making it your religious right yeah persecution and that's that's it's it's like you can't reason with people i feel like because people they take a little bit of truth what the news is what the the mandate is and then they mix it with how they interpret the end times and then they mix it with 
what they're reading on social media or from disreputable websites and they come up with well it's just a slippery slope and tomorrow we're going to have to you know they will be preventing us from eating food and that's and they feel like they're fighting for their life and how do you reason with that except to say check your sources this is not true and also to show a bit of compassion I mean, we've been through yeah. two years really tough of pandemic yeah. and we're all exhausted and we're at a place where this is fight or flight response yeah. or fawn. And in some people's mind, it has, they have, it has blown out so much out of proportion that they feel like they have to do this to survive. Mm -hmm. And it is not the truth. Mm -hmm. So we need to calm ourselves down and take a step back and look at the big picture of things that this is not the truth. This is a trauma response because the last two years have been fucking hard. Yeah. And this is a trauma response. So take a step back, take a break from social media mm -hmm. and find some healing, find some grounding in yourself and it will not come quickly, but you can. I mean, when all this, convoy stuff started I got so worked up I went off social media completely for five days mm -hmm. and it helped yeah it's okay to do that and it's just sad it's sad to me that when we add when we mix religion with trauma I mean it's kind of a go-to mm -hmm. it's a go-to but it's a fight flight or flight fawn response yeah but be careful what you do because religious trauma is deep. Yeah. And that's what you're putting on your kids. Mm -hmm. And that is, you're showing a part of religion that is so not like Jesus that the world is not going to forget. No, no. And it's so, it's so hard to break out of that when everything that you've been taught is that only inside the bubble is true. Yes. And everything outside the bubble is false. And when you're completely surrounded by it. And that's where, I mean, again, somebody that I was talking to said, well, it's just hard to know who to trust. And I'm just thinking, like, if, if you're looking at the wrong sources, that might be true. Um, but you need to look at, you know, accredited good sources. But it, there again... We're taught that you have to choose faith or science yeah and it should not be a choice yeah they go together mm -hmm. <laughs> but when you've been taught to distrust science and distrust government from such a young age yeah. and i don't remember hearing any good from government what i would hear from government is like well you try your best to do what they say but if it comes against god then you don't have to obey the government yeah. <laughs> so then you get to decide what's against God mm -hmm. and then all hell breaks loose you can do yeah. whatever you want because you have God on your side yeah and it's a distrust a distrust of what society has worked hard to put in place yeah <laughs> and and that is a un that is a distinctly not unique but it's distinctly American uh, problem it's a it's a distinctly American problem yeah. I don't think that this is present in, for example, European versions of evangelicalism. This is uniquely American because America has, due to the influence of Ken Ham, and there was somebody before him, I forget his name, that was less popular, have really planted their flag on young earth creationism. Yeah. 
And I mean, Darwinism really shook up Christianity a hundred years ago. A lot of Christians shifted over and found ways of being like, all right, well, it's a little bit mytho mythological, but it's still, you know, whereas a large percentage of, of Americans have said, no, we have to believe in a little literal creationism. What that means is science is all garbage. It's all demonic. It's all, you know, don't go to university because you're going to be polluted. And that just created this whole system of distrust of everything out there. And then unquestioning belief in people like Ken Ham or whoever it is, the pastor or somebody that's producing the material. And unfortunately, that has created this situation yeah. where they're not going to trust. You can you can say this person studied their entire life epidemiology this specific this is a person that has only studied the coronaviruses and they'll say i don't care here's here's some random unaccredited youtube and here's the this bible. is what we believe because <laughs> because this youtuber mentions the bible a few times yeah this is who we're going to trust i mean if you code it with the words of biblical truth and nothing but the truth and yeah. and god given and and this is how you keep your faith pure then it it just takes people's, it puts up blinders for people. Mm -hmm. So where Oof. do we go from here? <laughs> <laughs> where do you go from here? I do not know how this will get resolved. Yeah. These are issues that will take more than this generation to fix. Yeah, they will. And I will not be silenced. No. Because we have seen the harm that this causes. And even though I'm a woman... Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak out now. Like yeah. it, this convoy has kind of showed me, I do not want to be silenced. Like we are yeah. allowed to speak out about the harm that we see. Yeah. And, and I think that there's, you know, being silent about evil is being complicit in evil. And I'm going to say, I'm just going to say, it. I'm, I'm stuttering my words here, but I'm going to say that there is evil here. Yes. Not everybody that's part of this is evil. No. But there are people that are organizing this that are smart enough to know that they are duping people for money oh, and for yes. power. And and that is evil. When you can use religion to bring it about, it's easier. I mean, I don't know the current state, but there's Russian troll farms that were found to be promoting, through Christian websites on Facebook, promoting misinformation. Yeah. Um, there are evil people that are misleading and i think we need to speak out of it against this yes and to say christianity is bigger than this it is you know why did i leave christianity two years ago because i was fucking sick and tired of the small bubble yeah and it no longer made sense yeah and i pulled a string on that bubble and it all unraveled mm -hmm. and then it was like well it's all or nothing now it's all unraveled so i guess i'm done with god mm -hmm. But now to be like, God is so much more than this yeah. is so freeing. Yeah. So freeing. So I'm taking my deconstruction to a whole other level now. <laughs> because God is real and he does care about us. And he does have a, a future and a plan. And he's at work in our government. And he's at work in our churches and outside of our churches. And he's at work on both sides of the border. And he is at work... In all religions. In, in all religions. <laughs> you that's know? another podcast. That's another podcast. <laughs> but there is hope. There is hope. I don't know what the future there holds for this. There is God outside of evangelicalism. In yeah. case someone needs to hear it. Jesus 
is outside of evangelicalism. Mm -hmm. But there's parts of this that are absolutely evil. Yeah. And we're not just going to be and sinful. And sinful. If you prefer that word. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that felt good to get off our well, chest. Well, good luck processing all of this. We'd love to hear from you. And stay tuned for another podcast at some point in time. Have a good day. Have a good day, everyone. <laughs>